Hello, everybody. My name is Dan, and you are listening to A Happy Moment. Glad to have you with me. I've just returned from a short vacation, and I'm looking forward to getting back into things. This week, I have a board game review for you. It's Hunters of the Lost Creatures by Wonderbow Games. This is a brand new game. It was just recently released. I got my copy off of Kickstarter. You can also find this on Wonderbow's website, which is wonderbowgames.com. This game is suitable for all ages and is for two to five players. Here's how it works. Each player is building a wildlife park. And in order to have a wildlife park, you need creatures to inhabit it. Each player's game area is referred to as their park. In the middle of the playing area, you're going to have four decks of cards to represent the different areas in the game. There's forest, sea, plains, and air. Each area has various creatures for you to populate your park with. To start the game, the top card from each deck is flipped over so everybody can see what it is. Most cards are creature cards, and the rest I'll get into a little bit later. In addition to the decks in the playing area, each player will also have a hand of cards. To start the game, you'll have four hunter cards one to represent each area of the game. And the cards are color-coded so you know which area they pertain to. The forest is green, sea is blue, the plains are yellow, and air is red. The game moves along fairly quickly because each player takes their turn simultaneously. The first step is determining which card you want to try and win. So if you want to win the forest card that is currently displayed, you are going to choose to play your forest hunter. Once you know which card you're going after, take that hunter of the corresponding area and place it face down in front of you. Once all players have picked a card and have it face down in front of them, everybody reveals their card at the same time. If an area only has one hunter on it, then the player who played that hunter gets that card. So if you're going after the forest card and you're the only player that played the forest hunter, you win the card. If multiple hunters go after the same card, nobody wins it. And if every player in the game goes after a card, then that creature gets scared and runs away. Or in other words, it's discarded. Let me give you another example. In a four-player game, if each player plays a different color, one plays green, one plays blue, one plays yellow, one plays red, then every player is going to win that creature card. If one player plays green, one player plays blue, and two players play red, then the person that played the green hunter and the person who played the blue hunter will win that card. But because the red card had two hunters in the area, nobody wins that card. Any cards that are won are then collected by the winning player, and the next card is flipped over and revealed. Gameplay continues until only two or one area have remaining cards. And that's just something that's up to the players at the beginning of the game to decide if they want to do a long game or a short game. If a player won a creature card during that round, they place it in front of them in their park, and then a next round begins. In addition to the regular creature cards, there's a few other cards as well. Each area has trolls. Every creature card has a point value, but the trolls have a negative point value. This is important because when you win a card, you can choose to place it in any park that you want. So if you win a troll, you can place that in an opponent's park, and they'll be stuck with negative 10 points at the end of the game, unless they can find a way to get rid of that. 
How would they get rid of that card, you ask? Let me tell you about some of the other special cards that are involved. We have Catapults and Tornadoes. There are two each of these cards, so four total. You're going to place one of them into each of your four starting decks before you shuffle them. When you win one of these cards, you play it the same way that you would play your Hunter. So at the beginning of the turn, you would just decide if you want to play one of your Hunters or if you want to play one of these special cards. If you use one of these special cards, their action goes into effect before anything else happens. At the start of the game, in addition to the four Hunter cards, you're also going to have three Closed Park cards. You play the Closed Park card the same way that you would play a Hunter or any of the other special cards. Just select it and put it face down in front of you. When you play a Closed Park card, that means your park is closed and nothing gets in or out. That means if someone is going to target one of your creatures with the Catapult or the Tornado, they cannot because your park is closed. These can be especially devastating in a two-player game because if you close your park during the same turn that your opponent was using a Catapult, they basically just wasted that card. Although it could still benefit them if they have one of the aforementioned trolls in their own park. In that case, they could use the Catapult to boot the troll out. But if they're planning on getting rid of one of your cards, not going to happen. There is one more type of special card you can play, and that is the Thief. So if you have a green Thief card, you can only steal green creature cards from your opponents. A green Thief cannot steal a yellow, blue, or red card. A Thief must also follow the rules of the Closed Park card. So if you close your park and your opponent played a Thief, they are unable to steal and they must discard. All special cards can only be used once, and then they have to be discarded. So there is a lot of strategy involved in deciding when you want to play one of these cards. Play it at the wrong time, and it's going to go to waste. But if you have good timing, it can be a game changer. Each area is going to have two trap cards in it. The way a trap works is if you win that trap card, you automatically win the card underneath it. And because only the top card is revealed, you have no idea what's under that trap. So you're pretty much just taking a shot in the dark. Could be a card that you really need, or could be something that's almost useless to you. As I mentioned in the beginning, gameplay continues until only one or two areas have any cards left. Once the game ends, each player will add up the point value for all their creatures. One of the things I like about this game, and something I wish more games would do, is they include little information card for each player. One side lists all the special cards and what they do, which is very handy. The other side tells you how to score the cards. While each creature card has its own point value, there's also combos that you can get. If you have at least one card of each area, you get bonus points for that. In a two-player game, this is very easy to accomplish, but in a five-player game, it may be a little more difficult to achieve. There's also a couple different combos that can get you bonus points. If you have creature cards in the same area that are worth 1, 2, and 3 points, then you get bonus points for those. And you get even more bonus points if you have creatures in the same area with a point value of 0, 1, 2, 3, and 10 points. And then once you add up the points, whoever has the highest score is the winner. In the games that I've played, things were a lot more interesting when 5 players were involved. The scoring was a lot tighter. The game is still a lot of fun with only 2 people though. And there are slightly different rules for a two-player game. With only two people, instead of choosing one card to play, you're going to choose two cards to play. 
and each player will start with two hunters for each area. That means if you really want to win the blue card, you can put both of your blue hunters down. If your opponent also went for the blue card, but they only played one of their blue hunters, you win the card because you had more hunters in the area. And just like with the regular rules of the game, if both players put two hunters of the same color in the same area, then that creature will run away and be discarded. So those are the rules of the game. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about the cards themselves, because this game has some really nice artwork on the cards. A lot of the creatures and the hunters too have punny names, so if you like puns you'll enjoy these. For example, we have the spider, not spider, but spider, S-P-Y-D-E-R, which is a picture of a spider holding binoculars with eight lenses on it. So he's a spider, but also a spy. Get it? There's also the butterfly, which is not a typical butterfly. It's a regular household fly, but he's made out of a stick of butter. Those are some of the creatures. And then let me give you an example of one of the hunters. We have Kent C. Strait. That's first name Kent, middle initial C, last name Strait. And Mr. Strait suffers from a case of having crossed eyes. Hence the name, Can't See Straight. So there's a lot of fun names here, and the artwork is really cool too. It's a cartoon style and really well done. And I think the artwork and the funny creatures is one of the things that will make this game appeal to a wide variety of ages. The rules are pretty easy to understand too, so this is a game that you can play with the kids too. The box says the game takes 15 minutes to play. Eh, I would raise that a little bit. I'd say more like a half an hour, although it can also depend on how many people you have playing. But because everyone is taking their turns simultaneously, things move along pretty quickly. But the game is easy to get into, and there's definitely some strategy involved here. You can try to go after all the combos to get a lot of points, but then you also have to be smart about when you use your special cards. Or maybe you want to take a more defensive approach. Not necessarily make it your goal to go after all the combos, but to stop your opponent from getting combos. Because once a player wins a creature and puts it in their park, it stays face up so everyone can see it. You know when your opponent's about to get a combo. So if you see your opponent is only one card away from getting a combo, you can go after that card instead and try and take it from them. And then timing is important too. You only have three closed park cards, so you really gotta know when to use those. If you know you have a creature in your park that your opponent wants, you gotta be careful about when you play those closed park cards, because once they're gone, you're vulnerable to having a thief come along and take your card. I had a lot of fun playing this game, and I think you will too. You can learn more about Wonderbow, and you can find the game at www.wonderbowgames.com. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-B-O-W. That's all I have for this episode. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it, as always. If you'd like to follow me, you can check me out on Twitter at a happy moment pod. Until next time, I hope you all take care, and I'll see you later.